It's Coffee Quad Time! now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, Demonstrations of products and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1 646 558 8656. You will need the meeting ID 848 725 450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Well, a good Wednesday morning to you, and welcome to the Coffee Club for May 5th, 2021. What day is this, Jeff? It's Wednesday, but... It's Cinco de Mayo. Cinco. If you like Mexican food, it's May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, where all the Mexican restaurants have celebrations. And oh. it's our grandson Gage's birthday, yeah, well, they're having a celebration here in Naples then, because we got a ton of them here very, very close. Um, when I was getting ready to have my operation a day or two before, James took me to this homemade taco place, and they did have authentic tacos. Not like you get at Taco Bell, either. They really stuffed that with steak. It wasn't like that you know the taco bell but it it was pretty good you remember that jennifer yes they were very good and they even made their own shells it was a uh, soft corn shell oh what's that noise i hear out there in your background it's called a bird a bird oh that's what it's called you're out on the the lanai out there enjoying it while it's um 
Well, it's bearable, yes. It's already 77 and humid. All right. But last night when I was out here, it was 82, and with the humidity, it felt like 90, and I was soaked. I, what, what I want you to do, Jennifer, is I want you to go out there on the lanai and lay out on the lounge chair and fall asleep and wake up at about uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. There you go. Uh, she gets like a good plan. <laughs> she gets a three-hour three nap. Um, so, Jennifer, all your email is, we'll fix your phone maybe today, and then all of your email will be restored. Is it your phone and your iPad that's left to go? Yeah. Well, and I don't. I don't know. I'm to the point I don't care anymore right now. <laughs> I'm tired of fighting with it. It's been so hard to get it to go back on other things. Yeah, we. St- I just, didn't rely on it so much. I would it, just say the heck with it. It just happened right out of the blue, too. So we'll get that fixed, and. Get you. I'm still waiting on my package. Oh, she's waiting on her speaker, and it should be here any day. Um, we're waiting to get the shipment from Best Buy. I guess they've had a run on those speakers, and they've been backordered in a lot of places. So that surely will settle down here real soon. We've got our shots scheduled for next week, our second set of shots, so we'll get that behind us before we go back to Indiana, and that's that's a good thing. And Do we really have to go? Well, no. We don't have to go because what we got to go home to is not good. So, uh, it's not good. Um... We had an incident over the weekend where Mr. Dog went on a rampage with a couple people, and it wasn't a good thing. It's not a good thing when anybody, you should have a safe community and never, never be victimized by an animal. Um, I, I do agree with them there that that shouldn't happen. Shame on somebody for knowingly victimizing people with an animal that they know is like that. And it's a shame that we have to be responsible for it, even though we're a thousand miles away. But so it goes. But uh, there we go. It's just been one of those weeks. But, hey, we're in good health, so what more... Well, we could ask for more, but let's turn it over to, well, we haven't heard from Mike in a long time. What's going on in Evansville, Indiana, Michael? Uh, Evansville, per se, I don't know if there's anything too exciting going on. It's been playing with my new gadget here, my uh, Zoom PodTrack P4, very interesting little device that allows you uh, to record and kind of be a mixer and actually bring in your iPhone and even record calls and send high quality audio down it so it does a whole bunch of cool stuff if any of you follow Mosin at large you probably heard a demo of it that Tim Cummings did very detailed uh, so it's a, it's a cool little device we've been playing with it and folks seem to like the audio from my microphone a little bit better because it's got a limiter and keeps it from 
overmodulating, and if uh, I should get creative enough to, to tell a funny joke, I even got a little rim shot. But, uh, yeah, so it's all good. Uh, you just scared the bird, Mike. <laughs> I, I noticed that. Yeah, you just scared the bird. And every once in a while, you'll give Jeff a round of applause. I think I need to get one of those, so... When when I introduce his award-winning All Things Radio News, then I can just hit that applause button. Yeah. There, you, there you go. That's for Jeff. Um, so you're playing with that. Can you see any practical use for this at a... So uh, it's it, its purpose, its main purpose is for people who want to do podcasts. It's got four microphones... And you can take one of them, channel number three, and convert it and use it for your iPhone or an Android phone. And you use number four to connect it to your PC, which I have done. For like uh, Zoom, is that for like your Zoom channel? Could you use it for Zoom? Yes, you you definitely use it for Zoom. Most well, it also hook to a USB right port. Now, actually. Yeah. Can hook to a USB port on your computer as well and act as a sound card. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. That's exactly what it's doing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a it, like I said, it's for people. It's uh, people want to record if, on the go because it runs on two AA batteries. You can put an SD card in it. I've got a two hundred fifty six gig card, so I could record up to one hundred and twenty eight hours. So that'd be great if I go out and do a convention somewhere. I don't have to keep offloading all the files every you know three four hours. I could just let the thing go all weekend. And so it's a it's a cool little device. And like I said, the ability to record your iPhone calls or to patch the audio in or send this microphone down the line, call up people and you know, get up first thing in the morning. I think Barry White's calling them up on the phone or something. But uh, what, uh, what's the price? Uh, two bills, $199. Okay. That's what I saw, but then I saw a couple other places that said it was three. Or no, no, no. It's well, definitely. They're adding a peripherals to it, Tim. They're uh, adding other things. Like okay. a microphone and other things. So there may be a couple of things that you need to add with it if you don't have them. You need a special cable to properly connect your iPhone to it so that it'll use the microphone. And uh, that's only about 10 bucks. And, of course, you'll need an SD card if you don't have one. Now, that cable, uh, I, I would recommend people shop around a little bit because I believe... I. Uh, Apple wants thirty dollars for it, so got to be kind of careful. Well, you're right. You need a Lightning to whatever the Lightning to three point five adapter. Yeah, right. So you need that. But the cable itself, you need a four pin, four pole cable. That's about eight dollars and seventy nine cents. That's does it have XLR connectors on it as well? If I wanted to take my Audio Technica mic and plug it into this thing, yes. The the four microphone inputs are XLR. They're the kind with the jack in the middle for standard, aren't they? No, this doesn't have the quarter in the middle. I thought they did. They're they're just XLRs. Straight XLRs. And then number three is, uh, like I said, you can convert it to use your iPhone, and then it uses a 3.5, what they call a TRRS, four-pin jack. Yeah. You can do it with three, but if if you do it, then it it uses the microphone in your phone. Good stuff. Let's go to Dave and Chris now, and we'll get back to some of that so we can get everybody. Um, we're, doing, we're doing well. It's a mushroomy sort of morning here. It's wet and damp and just drizzly. Uh, and so we can keep you in the dark? 
that's kind of dark here, too. Well, it's yeah. supposed to get a little bit of sunshine this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you think maybe next week you can do a host show on The Legend? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> you think? Yeah, we had a... We'll a, try. A little bit of an internet problem with our provider. The last five Monday. minutes. So the oh last my. five minutes of the show we're missing. <laughs> well, it's better than I did yesterday. I was going to go do twin spins, ready to do them, got up for it, went in here, but... Jenny's email went down, and, you know, we've got to keep her working so she can support me in the style that I need to be. So we knew that we better get get that issue fixed. Okay, Jeff. Uh, oh, what can I say? Uh, my daughter made black belt in martial arts on Saturday, and we all went out to P.F. Chang's for Chinese food. And uh, not much is going on, but we're having kind of the same weather that Dave's having here. We're gonna, it's going to be may, rainy and misty. It's going to get nice later on in the afternoon. It's supposed to be nice tomorrow, but probably not as warm as they originally said it would be. They, they don't seem to be able to predict the forecast quite like they used to because things are constantly changing. And then we'll have more rain on Friday and Saturday and maybe on Mother's Day. Uh, this Sunday, it'll be nice. That's all I can say. And, Jeff, uh, is could I go down to my regular Chinese shop? Is it quite as expensive as P.F. Chang's? P.F. regular Chinese shop is probably not as expensive as P.F. Chang's. I, that was a very expensive dinner, but it was quite good. I'm not complaining, but it was, it was expensive because it, even though it's P.F. Chang, um, it, it's really Asian fusion food, and they have a lot of different things on that menu. So, But, Jeff... Yes. What's the problem with the drinks there? Oh, here's the problem. Uh, um, you're right. I ordered a, a gin and tonic, and they gave me the gin and tonic, but they gave me the gin in the glass, and then they gave me the tonic, and I had to mix my own drink. Now, I never, I know that P.F. Chang's has a bar, used to have one, but they maybe they're cutting back, and I thought that was a little bit much for me to pay full price for me to have to make my own drink, but then again... I don't go there that often. So, oh, here's the other thing that blind people are gonna have a problem with, and maybe you can help me out with this one, Chris. Um, they have a thing on the table, and you put your phone there, and you scan the barcode in, and it brings up the menu. I don't know what application on on the iPhone will do that. Maybe like like uh, uh, Brenna was doing it when Kristen was doing it. All of a sudden, it would bring up the proper application, and I don't know if that's part of the iPhone or if they had to bring up an application first. But no paper menu, so they, you had to scan the barcode in. So that would probably be someplace you might want to use IRA for assistance. <laughs> that could be a problem. That could definitely be a problem. Let's see. Radio Tim. Good morning. Cold here. It's 38. Oh. Duh. It's supposed to get up to 55, but uh, uh, it's supposed to be sunny and stuff, so actually a nice day to work outside if you do that kind of stuff and uh things are going pretty well except i'm still having my trouble sleeping because of my sore leg but uh, dave said he'd take care of that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe you do it on your next demo yeah there you go (laughs) so but you're still able to do your shows and all that good stuff. And let me give a shout out to the people right after your show on Monday who hung around when I came back with the Monday Oldies show. Thank you for being so nice. Um, let's see if we got everybody on the panel. 
I believe so. I believe we have. Let's get to a few hands. All right. Well, we have two. Oh, that. Okay, we have three, but let's start with Joe Sorensen, and after Joe will be Al out in Ohio. Go ahead, Joe. Can you unmute yourself, please? Oh, hi. Good morning. Uh, I'm muted here. It's 54 degrees, going up to 82. Nice day, and we're going to do... We have the Coronado Mall here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and a little bit of shopping and a nice haircut. And a nice lady who does my hair, she always likes... The music that I supply from my iPhone, either whatever radio station or whatever music. Thanks to Apple Music. Oh, it is it is great. Hey, it's it's Ellen. Good morning, guys. Uh, real real quick. Um, the you were talking about that, that little device there, Mike. Um, if you listen to NPR, they have the uh, wait wait don't tell me. It's a uh, quiz show with one of the one of the regular panel panelists actually has one of those and he uses it oh very good ellen yeah i just thought i'd point that out because because with mike was playing around with that thing so now did you get to listen to npr last week when they were celebrating their 50th anniversary yeah actually yeah they're doing it all week all week this week they've been yeah i i I heard on on friday at wamu Washington D.C. the whole hour is really great, and this week on on all things considered, they're sprinkling it out all, all week, and there's some really some some interesting things. As I was there on May third, nineteen seventy one, when when it started out, and actually you you can actually pull up the first one even on 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 the uh, internet. It, it, it's interesting how how it evolved from the first day it started to to actually what what it is now, and and actually to think that it started from what we you would call educational radio, where they used to send tapes across different stations to now satellite, and, and now in in a lot of markets, the number one and, and number two stations. Who would ever thought in the days of educational radio that it was evolved in actually the service that it is now now do you remember who, what was the name of the first host i, I know one of them it was mike it waters was, uh mike waters susan stamberg susan stamberg was was the first woman to host a a a network show and she is she's still alive and Lind, linda wertheimer she was director they they asked her to to be uh, kind of direct the stuff and and, and Bill Seamrings was was her first boss, and they were they were contemplating on what to do, and and she said, how about let's do this in the style of Edward R. Murrow CBS Radio? And he says, no, we're we're not going to do an Edward R. Murrow. So it, it it is it is fascinating. All right, very good. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you very, very much. Most appreciated. Okay, Al, out in uh, Parma Heights, Ohio, I guess it is. Can you unmute yourself, please? Yes. yes. Good morning, gentlemen, ladies. Hope everybody's doing well. It's chilly morning here in Cleveland. It's uh, in the low 50s. It's got to stay in the 50s for the next eight days with chances of rain. Oh. Every... Yeah. Anyway, I have a question about Newsline. I don't know if many people use Newsline. I use it pretty frequently. I was wondering, uh, did anybody hear about a survey that's going on in the news line? I noticed it today. I don't understand what it's all about. It's well, kind of survey. Uh, it's rain, sexual. I don't understand it. 
has something to do with climate and rain and sexuality. And, so. Well, I'll try to explain it briefly. It's it complex, but um, the NFB is addressing abuses that took place in the different uh, training centers, sometimes at conventions, uh, just different things that have happened. So now they're trying to have accountability for it and trying to make sure there's procedures in place so that if people are abused that that can be reported and something will be done about it uh so rain stands for the uh what is it rape and uh incest national network rape abuse incest national network uh so it's something they're doing you're you'll see a lot of it if you're attending the national convention this year and uh so it's they just want to survey from people to kind of find out how you know get in thoughts from people how the nfb can improve their mechanisms for reporting and dealing with it and so that that's what that has to deal with well michael i'm glad you came through i thought of that you was when i was asking questions <laughs> you're an nfb member he but, came but anyway, through big uh, time tim, now <laughs> before i before i leave tim i'm glad you were on uh, every day so far this week i enjoyed calling you in for the request up the good work Hey, Al, Mike came through big time today. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, he came through. He came off the bench and just came through big, <laughs> big, 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 big time today. So, yeah, that, that's how about good. that? Yeah, great job, great job. You guys keep up the good work. And, Bill, I'll be looking forward to uh, hearing on uh, Tuesday mornings. Oh, yeah, we'll be back as long as Jennifer doesn't have uh, mail problems. Me and Gail are looking forward to calling you. <laughs> yeah, give me a hard time. That's good. I like it. <laughs> Always cool, enjoy your requests, Sal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> All right, next on our list is Gail Gruber-Bankson. Go ahead, Gail. Unmute yourself, please. Uh, here she comes, maybe. Yeah. Go ahead, Gail. You know, I, I've noticed this problem on Zoom. Um, Hi. There you go. Go ahead, go Gail. Ahead, Gail. I did the wrong thing the first time. Uh, yeah, everything's going well. Um, my, um, I'm taking a different. I'm taking a medication for the the platelets uh, for my situation and. Uh, so far, so good. I was. I saw my doctor a while ago, and he said things are looking up. I have to go back uh, next month uh, to have things checked again. But I'm feeling great. I mean, like I keep telling people, I feel like I could fly. I feel really, really great. You know, and there hasn't been any problems. And Wendy is still working out well. And I, you know. Everything is going the way it should go. I, I thought you were flying, Gail. Well, I feel like I could fly. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, after what, after the start of this whole thing, uh, things are just going really nicely. And I have a good doctor. And um, so, and with Wendy helping and stuff like that between us, everything is just going very well. But I do wish it would warm up here. Well, eventually. I love having my windows open, though, to have let some fresh air through. Yeah, well, I was thinking you are flying. About yeah. twenty degrees. 
Yeah. You are, you are flying. Remember the Peter Pan story? You know, I'm flying. I'm flying. So that's what's going on with you, Gail. So uh, well, you, are you know, and feeling that good, I just wow. It's a big wow, and yeah. I appreciate all of you for, like I said earlier, so many times. I appreciate all of you for your support, and uh, you know, just keep up the good work. And I love the legend, and you know, I love being here, and you know, it just feels good to be back and doing what I like to do. That's good, and glad to be back. We've got to keep our health good. We've had yeah. a little bout of it, a few of us this year, so we need to keep it good. Thanks. All right, Gail, and thank you. And thank you, Gail. who's next, Jeff? Gail is the Gail. We finished with Gail, and guess what? Her best friend Beth Moline is next. Beth, please unmute yourself. Okay, I believe I'm unmuted now. Oh, you you're on it, Beth. Very, very important. And <laughs> I've just been having a good week here, and you know, in some ways, there's been a couple. There's there has been a little something scary here, but I'm going to see about bringing it up to the director later on, and before we have the resident council meeting but unless i have to bring it up in the council meeting because there's something that really has to stop in this building but i'm i'm really excited i looked at my activities calendar and the universal yums this month is going to be on the 20th so it's good to find that out now and i don't know yet what country if if it's definitely going to be australia i pray that it is <laughs> <laughs> She's looking forward to those kookaburra wings. Yeah. Yeah, and all kinds of Aussie recipes. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. We'll then, find out about some little, little snacks anyway, some maybe candy or chips or both. <laughs> and hopefully there'll be a couple of wings of something. That'll be really good. And you know, in Australia, they don't call it barbecue. They call it Barbie. So well, they, they will say something like, We've got chicken on the Barbie, and that's uh, short for barbecue grill. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a good education today. There's also something else. I don't know if I – I'm trying to remember if I mentioned last week that we've also decided to have a cookbook club, and several of us have given our activities director recipes. And the first day we did this, when we were talking about it, I emailed her some – Recipes four or four or five of them right away that day, and I was thinking I'm going to be on the ball with this one, <laughs> and I'm thinking it's next week that we're going to have our first recipe in that cookbook. We're going to make uh, we're, we're going to make one of them in the morning, and then we're going to have the tasting of it in the afternoon. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun too. You have a really good activities director. She's creative and thinks of all kinds of cool things to do. Yeah, her name is Carrie, and she's just a wonderful person. (laughs) That's good. You know, one person can really make a difference. And one good thing about down here, we finally got our transportation cards. And now we'll have a little more option on our traveling. You know, it gets a little expensive when it costs $25 to go one way to get a vaccination shot when I can now do it for three. So you want me to lend you my credit card? Is that what you want me to do? (laughs) Yeah. Everybody else got it. I might as well have a crack at it. I'm I'm glad that we could have our vaccinations here at the sanctuary. That's that was a good thing because we had the first one on January 28th and the second one on February 25th. And it was perfect to have that. 
No, that's good. And because you're in a concentrated area where they do that and they don't do that so much here. But uh, maybe for our boosters, if we have to have one next year, who knows? But Mm -hmm. the main thing is we all want to get better so we can be active again. Right. And pick and choose. I can tell you, Bill, stand by. I know your hand is raised. Thank you very much, Beth. I can tell you that here in New York State, uh, May 19th is going to be the day that everything is opened up now. I know there's going to still be some social distancing rules, but there are going to be no restrictions on how many people you can have in a restaurant. Well, there are, there really are going to be restrictions because it depends on how the how they space everything out. But office buildings will be open to have all, all the people come into the office building to work. Um, in New York City, the subways starting on May 9th to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They've been they've been had curtailed hours, so things at least here opening up. And as, as you know, Bill, in Florida, things have been opened up already. So here in Pennsylvania, they're opening up Memorial Day, and the mask mandate will be lifted when 70 percent of adults get vaccinated. I think they're going to do the same thing in New York State eventually. They're also talking about the fact that you may not have to wear a mask when you're outside, but of course, definitely you'll have to wear one when you are inside. Bill, go ahead and unmute yourself, please, out there in the windy city of Chicago. Yeah, real quick. We got good weather here today. It's partly sunny in the mid-50s. We're down to 36 this morning in a few places. But yesterday we got uh, the same weather you're having in Altoona and out east. We had the foggy weather in that all day yesterday. Monday was 87 degrees and it dropped down to 46 degrees yesterday. And otherwise, everything's going pretty much the same. Our city's going to open up, well, pretty much the hope open up by totally by July 4th or before. I know they got the auto show coming in July. They they booked that. And there's a few things they're still working on, like Lollapalooza. They're still working with the provider to find out how they can control the crowd or what they're going to do. And it's it's slowly coming back. You still got to wear a mask and. Other than that, and also, this is kind of like on Mike's end, and you mentioned about you having trouble getting that uh, Sonos, I think you said with what the Sonos speaker last week, the advertised bill. Um, yeah. It may be because they can't get the chips for some of that stuff, because I know here in Chicago, the area, the Ford, the Ford company that manufactures the Ford Explorer out here on the southeast side, they laid people off until at least the 19th or 20th of May because they got the cars assembled, but they can't get the chip to make the car run. And the chip comes from Taiwan. And I saw it the other day, they had a thing on, I think it was 60 Minutes, and they had the head of the uh, chip maker there in Taiwan, I forget the name of it, in Taiwan, and said that they had cut back because of the COVID. No one was ordering them. And now there's a big demand, and they got to try to catch up. And they also had Intel on there. And the head of Intel said that if something happened at plant in in uh, Taiwan, where 90-some percent of our chips come from, that Intel said it'd take them at least five years to catch up. So they're worried about now your cell phones, your computers, all that stuff. They can't get the chips because uh, everything now runs on that one little chip, and, and Intel said that they order some of their chips from the same plant in Taiwan that they're trying to get these uh, chips for the cars. So that might be why the, the things are backlogged at 
uh, you said Best Buy, well, they might not be able to get the chips to get them in. You know, Bill, I don't know if you also read this. If you're looking to sell your used car, now is the time to sell it because what's happening, people may want to buy cars, but there's such a demand for cars that there's not enough cars to sell. And your oh, used yeah, car, which uh, which may have been worth less years ago, is worth more. And I just I was watching the early what is, what the, the early version of the Today Show, the early one that that's a half hour on, but about four thirty in the morning here, and they and people who are selling used cars. That people are doubling the offer that they want to pay for them. That's how that's how much of demand cars are. That your used car is worth a lot more than it was hmm. years ago. Oh yeah, it's the same way with well, look at look at rent a cars. Some places are getting five hundred dollars a day to rent a car. We couldn't even find a rent a car for James down in Florida. We ran into that. We thought we'd right. just waltz down there and get a car. Oh no. Well, there what was, happened was during last year during the the uh, lockdown, a lot of these places like Hertz and all those rental cars sold their stock off to help make payments because I know here in Chicago, I'm sure Chicago has become a ghost town. I don't know in some of the other places, but for example, the other day I was listening to uh, our county treasurer and the Drake Hotel is like three point some million dollars in the rears in their property tax. Oh yeah, and it close to close to spring break time here so I'm sure a lot of it was because people were coming on spring break and renting cars flying because more people were traveling this year oh and I almost forgot you know we were talking about things opening up the Indiana State Fair is coming back this year and they said they were going to have a weekend an extra weekend at the beginning of the fair and they were going to close it on Monday and Tuesday right now when is the Indiana State Fair Jennifer uh, it's usually well, in it's August. usually the first part of August now. Yeah, right. Used to be more used towards to be, Labor to Day. Through, used to go through Labor Day, but they changed right, it. Right, right. So if I go to see my friend Tim, where, where is that fair located, guys? Uh, is it in Indianapolis? It's in Indianapolis. Or? Indianapolis, it's on 38th East, Street. Yeah. I don't know that <laughs> uh, Street, right? it's like it was. But isn't Chicago the place where the mayor kept preaching this, that, and the other, and during the pandemic, and then she sneaks out and go gets her hair all quaffed and all that other good yeah, right. yeah, She did yeah, that last that year, yes. But, yeah. but the thing here, you're talking about, uh, talking about price of cars, even property is going up. I, in, even in Indiana, uh, I had a good friend of mine pass away here well, last week. But anyway, she was a widow, and she passed away. Well, her family, her son and daughter, well, her, it, she, lives, she had a townhouse. They're at the townhouse cleaning and getting stuff separated out and just up before the funeral even. And they had five people come by and want to buy that house. And my sister was telling me that they got a battle going on. She said a house not too far from where she lives in a little town called Ossian that somebody paid $30,000 more than the asking price so they could get it. That's not, you know what else you, do you know what else is going up? Uh, the price of lumber. So if you want to get a home built, oh, that's good. That's good. And and the other thing that's going up now. Let me ask Chris and Dave if you notice it because I definitely have noticed it. Is that your groceries are going to go up? The price oh, of yeah. paper oh, yeah. is going up. The price of corn is going to be going right. up. Oh, it, hasn't, it, has, it hasn't gone up yet, but it's going up. That by, by the fall, yeah. I guarantee you, later on in the summer, it's going up. And uh, 
you're gonna and the price of of your meats are gonna go up and the price of your milk is gonna go up so everything everything is going up and i've noticed it gradually peaking up the uh, creeping up on when i when i do Chicken, chicken too. Up too. Chicken oh, too. That's a big demand chicken, for right. chicken wings and yeah, stuff. Chicken, yeah, yeah, it's going to go. And and talking about lumber, uh, my nephew by married, he he told me when I was down there a couple weeks ago or so that a sheet of plywood now, a three quarter inch sheet of plywood is a hundred and twenty five dollars. He's right. He's right. And that's He's a right. four by eight sheet. That's All right, Bill. Thank you. I'm sheet. not trying to cut you up, but you have someone okay. waiting. But uh, I know you'll come back in again. Fran, can you unmute yourself, please? Uh, we'd like to hear from you out in the, the wilds of Austin, Texas. Where there's a hailstorm or a thunderstorm or something. Here I am. Yeah, it's called, it's called the, the storm of booze that I want to drink. Go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah. Fran. Hey, that's, that sounds that sounds good. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's raining. Anyway, um, yeah, we're talking about i was concerned also about those um things that you scan at the restaurants i've been to the restaurants that have that and you know people say oh you just scan the like okay you know i I don't think i don't think that's i I think something needs to be done because i've talked to a few blind people that have had trouble doing you know making that work for them but, well, um, when I was at P.F. Chang's, they said they would give me a menu, but I said, you don't really have to, ma'am, because I went to their website using Safari, and I was able to look at the menu. So that's what I Yeah, do. that's what we do before we go to a restaurant. A lot of times we'll see if we can find their website or we'll look on, you know. Um, but then you got the one restaurant we went to. We looked at the menu before they went there and decided what we wanted. And then when we got to the restaurant, they didn't have that on their menu anymore. Yeah, I had that happen once too. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really frustrating. Um, Was it Michael that told me that he uses Blind Square if you have an iPhone, or Google Maps will give you the menus for a restaurant? Didn't you tell me that, Mike? Uh, yes, uh, I've used Blind Square for quite a few years. It doesn't have all of them, but it is what I like about it. It knows where you are if you have it running, so it already knows you're at the restaurant. So uh, if there's a menu, it will show that to you. Oh, that's nice. And but how much is Blind Square now? Is it a sub- still a subscri- is it subscription-based, Mike? I, I wouldn't know. I bought it so many years ago, I don't know what the current price I is. I have it. Store. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You we pay, have it. So. You pay one price and you get it. It's not subscription, Jeff. You just pay one price. However, yep. go ahead. I'm sorry. The other thing I, I wanted to mention before, because I didn't want to take up all y'all's time, um, was uh, DoorDash. I don't know what is going on with them, and I keep thinking, okay, they're going to do an update, and it's going to fix it, and every update they've done has made it worse. It well, is just... I'll tell you how you fix DoorDash. Give me your phone, and I'll smash it on the, on the sidewalk, and that, that'll fix DoorDash. <laughs> you, you call them and complain, for one thing, and tell them what the problem is, but the other thing you can do... If you know that you want a certain restaurant and it's not a permanent fix and it's not an acceptable fix, but if you know you want a certain restaurant, you can put that restaurant in the search field and then Mm -hmm. you can order. And another thing you can do, and again, this is not, you know, this is not the way it should be, but it, it does let you kind of use it now but you're probably not getting every available restaurant you go on to the search tab the three the third of five 
mm-hmm. and then it's got a list of categories like breakfast or Chinese or Mexican or whatever, and then you can right. do that. And then it shows you the restaurants, and then you can go in, and, and it works like normal. You but can really also... So, go ahead. You can also go on your computer to DoorDash.com and log in, and you can see the restaurants there, too. You can see all of them. Oh, right. okay. However, yeah, it's, I think... It's been hard to find the cart. Uh, sometimes I couldn't, you know, like a while ago, no. we couldn't... get, we couldn't get on the bottom out. list of tabs on your if you're on your iPhone. Get on the bottom list of tabs and keep swiping to the left with one finger, and you'll get to it. Then when you double tap on it, Give it a few seconds to load. It'll say empty at first, but give it a couple, three seconds. Okay. Something else I wanted to point out, because of DoorDash's flakiness, I went back and used Grubhub, and I'm a little bothered now because there is nothing, even if you pay the $9.99 a month to get the discounts, there is nothing that they all have additional costs, you know, for the delivery. And it seems scaled. In other words, like, I mean, there's a few, a very few that are like 99 cents and they're 2.99 or 6.99. So not only do you have that, but then the fees beside them are also proportionately higher as well. So, right. I've also heard that I've also heard that people have had trouble getting Grubhub to um, deliver in a situation like uh, where I live in an apartment complex, and you have, you know. You have to come up to the second floor and do all that. They don't want to do that. They just want to leave it at the. Uh, I've heard that they've left it at lobby doors, things like that. And, and there's know. an option in Grubhub which you have to check that say deliver my groceries. Do not leave it the lo- in the lobby. There and always always check that. There's an option there. There's an option oh, okay. there on, on DoorDash as well, and there's an option there on Instacart for your groceries and all that stuff. What, right, what so I special do special instructions and you. Yeah, I, I always that do that too. Now, I mean, if you like. Uh, Deliveries, like for example Uber Eats, I find that they're okay. Some because I'm so close to a lot of the places that are on their thing, it's my delivery charge might be forty nine cents. I mean, I can't, right. I can't complain about that. Yeah, no, I like Uber Eats. I yeah, they're they're more. they're not bad. And if you have the Uber Eats plan or whatever, they're yeah. they're pretty good. And sometimes Jenny can get by without it. Now, it's the funniest thing. We have a restaurant we like that's a barbecue restaurant, and it's on Uber Eats. She's got one thing on her iPhone. I've got an iPhone 10. She's got an 8. But her menu has more additional uh, more additional information than she's got a full menu, and I've only got a partial menu. And we can't duplicate that problem or that issue. But if she orders, she can get us food from that additional menu. Now, why that is, why that is, I don't know. But <laughs> so it's the same app. Uh, we can't phones. figure that out right. because you would think iOS it ought to be the same for every phone. That's not always that's not always the case. But tell me that you're right. That doesn't always happen that way. So yeah, Uber Eats has definitely more full menus, whereas DoorDash and Grubhub don't have all of the items. Because if you go into the restaurant, you'll find but, things. But uh, even Uber was it Uber Eats bill that time that you couldn't even find the same restaurant. I found right, 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 and so I, it, I, 
it's just hard to explain. And now Uber Eats has got this feature for a dollar forty nine that you can get express delivery. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes if I'm ordering a sandwich and fries or something, I want my food to be a little warmer. Yeah. And now this could be a myth. It could be urban legend. They always say your your order is up for first delivery when that happens. Now, if that's true or not, I don't know. You know what I mean? But they say it is. And usually you you get your stuff a little faster. I don't know about you, but there's nothing worse than cold french fries or Oh yeah. You're right, but you know I mean, here again, it's not a fix, but if you want to throw them in the air fryer for a minute, that helps a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I got my french fries from from uh, Five Guys and they were soggy, but that, I don't know why that happened because the next time I got them they were perfect. So I don't know what the problem was there, but I mean, it was probably waiting and the problem is they steam kind of was there waiting. Oh, that may be true. They closed them. They closed them up to try to keep them warm. And then yeah, the and that creates steam. And, yeah. Well, so, and sometimes I think the steam from your other food, like if they put it with your sandwich or whatever, the heat from that that's might true. do it too. That's right. Well, when they first opened at Evansville, it was grease. I mean, it was just the, the whole... Oh, that, 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 that's the that's the best part of it, Mike. You know, it, it, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something, Mike. And I know I'm wrong here. I know that people are going to tell me I'm wrong. But but if it says low fat, no fat, reduced fat, or uh, or no or flavor, it has no flavor. It tastes terrible. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's like that's like the cake or something that we saw one day that was low fat, gluten free, salt free. Sugar free, and we said taste free. You might as well you might as well eat cardboard if you're going to do that. You know that's just know. it's just horrible. I want to en- enjoy my life. If I if I you know if I not don't live to be a hundred, that's okay. And I'm not going to eat bean sprouts and tofu the rest of my life. That's just me. Well, I had tofu ice cream because my <laughs> friend my friend Tim out out in Indiana. Well, when he was living in Albany, he said, you got to try this. This vanilla tofu. I was just, it, there's something about the consistency of it is just not good. Yeah, now, I, I don't like it either. Ew. Now, Dave, Chris, have you tried the Beyond Meat where they have the pre-made the sausage patties and the burgers and all that stuff that's made out of plant? And have you guys tried any of that? I have tried. Um, I don't care for some of it, but I'll tell you what. Burger King's Impossible Whopper is really good. Now, I'll have to if, try if, that. Oh. If I was to try that, would I tell? But I know the difference between the impossible one or the regular one. Do you think it's highly unlikely? Yeah, I don't. What do you think, think you Dave? Tell. You yeah, tasted you the mine. Yeah, take I, a little bite I, of the meat, right? Just separate. What about the texture? The That's the, the thing. The texture's good. It, it's yeah, about the same. Texture's it's, real it's, good it's, there's not much difference. I'm not going to say you couldn't tell because a lot of the things that I've had that are not meat, you know, that are meat substitute or whatever, they're the texture is like sponge. No, this is texture just like a Whopper. Yeah, and. I don't know if they still do. They used to charge a dollar more for the Impossible Whopper, but I don't know. I'm not sure if they're still doing that well, or not. Well, you know, some places I've gotten. Uh, I went to one restaurant and got a um, portobello burger, and it was you Ooh. know on the bun and had all the stuff on it, and you really couldn't, you really didn't miss the hamburger part in it because the portobello was so meaty. I have heard that you can grill them and they turn out a lot like steak. I don't know if that's really true. 
They, I mean, they they have a really good flavor to them. This one was grilled, and it was, you know, it's it has some substance to it, so it is almost like a meat. I didn't miss meat, really. Well, I just got a notification from uh, my Alexa telling me that my package is coming. Which oh, is nice. well, does that mean your cookies are there? No, it means that they've just sent me the notification. I've already know, uh, and I'll, I'll wait, let me just show you just quick quickly here this works maybe you can hear my my phone here let's see him move first. I'm going to move that windscreen away from my microphone let's try this opening parcel settings button add new delivery deliveries heading bagels bakery individually wrapped large black package arrived at carrier facility delivery by today 10pm swap parcel now bagels bakery individually wrapped large black out for delivery Amsterdam US Beagles are there. Beagles, hey. Beagles, that's Beagles. Beagles, what are Beagles? Oh, he's getting a bunch company. of dogs. Yeah, he's cool. getting dogs. And, uh, and if I open, if I type this, it'll, it'll let's see here. What are you doing getting all those dogs? And this is called Amazon Amazon Logistics. It was the name of it. It goes. Deliveries, back button, options for the delivery button. Bagels, bakery, individually wrapped, large black, heading, Amazon. 112-914-7293-9454-DKR-TVNZ9G-Button. And it's called Parcel, just P-A-R-C-E-L. Well, that's no. cool, because you can see where it's going. They sent your package all the way to the Netherlands, and it's come back. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, Tim. I forgot. I forgot to tell you. There's an Amsterdam, New York, which is west oh, of Albany. Okay, and that's but, where but Jeff, does this do UPS and? Yes, it'll do. Uh, it'll, it'll do UPS, USPS, uh, DHL. They get, they give you a list of about and FedEx, about, yeah, and FedEx definitely does free, FedEx. So. But the reason it works well with Amazon is is that there's a plugin that just, that is part of this application. So that it will, you you can you can link it with your Amazon account. So whenever you have an order being delivered to you, it automatically put, gets the information from the order that that you have on Amazon, and you don't have to uh, you don't have to put the tracking numbers in. But you can put them in manually, and you can put them in manually. And what's nice about the tracking numbers, Mike, is when you go to the keyboard area to put the tracking number in, you can you can hit a button and it'll automatically switch to a numeric keypad, which is what you'd use for the post office, or an alphanumeric keypad, which would use for the tracking numbers for UPS, for example. That that's a good thing. You know, this kind of brings up a point, um, and yours wasn't so bad. And and you weren't totally prepared for this, so I'm not not blaming you. But how many times have you heard people that use that do demos of screen readers who have their speech elevated real fast? They don't they don't take into consideration their listener. Now I'm not using. I just thought of that because I heard a. Um, instructions on how to do um, speech demos. And I know people personally, a lot of people like their speech fast, but these people that do these demos, um, they don't take in the most common denominator. 
Um, does anybody else have that pet peeve? Have you ever? Well, I, I do because, and I know I keep my speech at about fifty percent, but I know that friends of mine keep it at like eighty or ninety percent, and I find that impossible to understand. And if you listen to the Super Sense demos that the guy does on his website on the on the app, he's got the speech so high that so so fast right. you can't understand what he's saying. Exactly. Mine's not all that fast, but I do try to remember to turn it down. Uh, slow it down a little for the demos mine's at 60 and i try to slow it to 50 yeah because if you don't know that voice or a lot of people have some you know hearing loss and uh there's a number of reasons why that just doesn't bode well right that and if you know what it's probably going to say you have a lot better chance of understanding it and they don't know what it's probably going to say you know i i heard a and I hate to call them out, but there was a a demo on um, the blind tech guys, and they were using a demo, and they were using eSpeak, probably one of the worst screen readers you could possibly ever use, fast and the way that is very hard to understand. I mean, I've heard people with... They do these, and it's just, just totally. And if you really want to get your listeners or, you know, people to understand, that just bugs me. That pulls my, pushes my buttons. The other pet peeve is when they play it and then repeat everything that it just said. And I'm like, right. You know, one or the other. Well, if they're going to have it fast, I don't mind that as much. If they're not going to turn it down, I'd rather repeat it than... This is true. We have two hands raised, and I want to get to you, Julie McCullough, out there in the Midwest. Go ahead, Julie. Unmute yourself, please. Okay, Jeff, what are beagles? Oh, a beagle. Okay, what I ordered. They're dogs. Uh, they're, yeah, they're dogs, right. <laughs> they're, a beagle, Beagles, a Beagles Bakery is a bakery in New York City that sells these the, the cookies called Black and White Cookies. Chris, I know you, I don't think, I told me, I don't think you said you'd like it, but it's a, it's a cookie with a hard icing on the top, and one half of it's vanilla, and the other half of it's chocolate, and they're called black and white cookies, and they are to die for. I never met a cookie I didn't like. Yeah, I'm sure I would like them. Well, if you go to Amazon, just look for black and white cookies, and okay. and, and and some and they have different companies that sell them. Uh, there's another company called Gold, uh, was it Goldbelly.com that sells them, but they're much too expensive. But uh, they sell from different food. They're, they're really like a brokerage place in a sense. They take stuff from different food stores or different companies and sell them on their website. But they're much more expensive. And, of course, I used my credit card reward points because it was going to cost me 30 some odd dollars for it. But I got I used my Discover reward points and got them for $22. So 18 of them for $22. So I'm not unhappy with that. So, And also, Jeff, you have talked about ordering something from Harry, from Harry David's. And I looked at their catalog. Is it just me or is it not very accessible? Okay, what kind of long is this? One more time because my speech was talking while you were talking. Say it again, Julie. You have mentioned ordering stuff from Harry and David's. I have done it once or twice, and they may have changed it. But, Chris, have you done Harry and David's direct as well? I haven't yes, done it we, we do Harry and David. Um, their website on the iPhone is pretty good. I haven't looked at the computer, but when oh, I Oh, man, have it's had... almost impossible on the computer, or it was around Christmas time. I tried it around Christmas time, and I could put the things in my cart, but I couldn't check out. 
So it wouldn't let me do all the form and do all of the, the combo boxes. Didn't work. Lots of times I go on the iPhone and I just pick out what I want and I just call them. They're very, very nice. Hey, well, yeah, whenever you can get good customer, that's not copying out at all. Why make it difficult no. for yourself? Right. Because I found I was having kind of a hard time seeing all those selections. But um. Well, the, I, the only thing I ever ordered from Harry and David's was their, they have pears that you can get from Oregon. And yeah. those pears, those pears Royal are the Riviera, Riviera pear, oh. and they are the sweetest. They are to die oh, for. Oh, they are. They oh, are yeah. just awesome, awesome. So, the honey bells are good too. I haven't had. I haven't tried those, but I. Maybe you want to tell people who don't know what they are, what they are on the who have never had them before, Chris. Well, a honey bell is a cross between an orange and a grapefruit, and I, I don't really care that much for the ones from Arizona I don't know they're different they're supposed to be the same but I don't think they are they're smaller for one I like the big ones from Florida so do they have all that skin on the outside like the grapefruit has no no the skin is much thinner you can't even really tell they're part grapefruit you know what I I got once, Chris, and I like I don't get them too often, but they, they're they're a mixture between an orange and a tangerine, and they're called tangelos. Have you had those? I have. My grandmother used to get those for Christmas every year. She would have them when we went there for Christmas, but it's really hard to find them. Yeah, you can't find them anymore. They were trying to really... find a decent tangerine. That's almost impossible. But they're really good. Bill, can you unmute yourself, please? I see that you have your hand raised, and we wouldn't want to tire your poor sore arm. Go ahead, real, Bill. Real quick. Yeah. Everything's okay, Bill. Real quick, everything's making me hungry. Uh, the reason I called uh, you guys mentioned about the readers and stuff like that. Uh, of course, I use Jaws, but the other day, uh, someone wanted me to look up something for them and try it. We discussed it was a title, some passage in the Bible, I forget what it was now. But anyways, I went into a site called KingJamesBible.com, and when you went into it, you could do everything, but at the very top, it said something I never heard. Of. I didn't click on it because it said clicker can use the Emerson reader. What does anybody know what an Emerson reader is? It was on that site. I don't know if it's some kind of reader for that or what. I wonder. Oh, I immersive reader. Okay, let me explain that to you, Bill. Yeah, I just uh, saw it. I didn't know it's it called right. immersive reader. Oh, immersive, immersive okay. reader. And you have okay. to hit your F9 key. And when you do, oh. it starts at the text and you can read and it skips over all those um, heading. I mean, all the junk before before right. you need okay. to read. It's called immersive reader. OK, that's OK. I thought. Yeah. I was thinking what was that in Chrome or Edge? Or? That's in uh, any of the Edge. Yeah, it's any of the Chrome devices. I know it's also available in Firefox because Goldbelly uses it, and it's also available in Chrome, which means it would work on Brave or Google Chrome as well. Okay, that's yeah. the first time I've ever seen it, and I thought, what, what's that kind of what reader is that? I, wanna, I don't want to click on and mess my stuff up. No, so no, no. <laughs> just hit the F9 key, and then you can just start reading. Yeah, so, well, it's oh, okay, got a bunch able. of good voices that... Microsoft, they put a lot of effort into, so you might play with that and try some of those different voices. Yeah, and you can, yeah, you maybe, can maybe read I'll it. Try it. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it one day. All right, thank you very much, Bill. Okay. Um, right. Pierre, you raise your hand. Go ahead, uh, Pierre, out there in the wild. So I forgot where you are, but go ahead, Pierre. Louisiana. Louisiana, that's it, Louisiana. 
Uh, I'm not sure. I did ask you to unmute yourself. I'm not sure. Just it may take a little bit of time for you to do that, but we do recognize you, Pierre. He'll be there. All right. The real two two five. Just mention real quick while he gets unmuted that you, Bill, keeps asking what what's this thing good for? What can you do with it? Another thing you could do demos because you got the audio and the speech from the iPhone or your computer. So, right. If you want to do voice demos, it'd be good for that. Just slow your speech down. And where did you buy this thing, Mike, when you bought it? Pardon? Where did you buy it at Amazon or did you buy it somewhere uh, yeah, else? I got it from Amazon. Some people got it from Sweetwater in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but I got it from Amazon. Oh, good, good. I, you know, if I'm going to buy something and it's not going to be Amazon, uh, Sweetwater's good. Go ahead, Pierre. Okay. Uh, I, uh, y'all were talking about DoorDash. Y'all were talking about DoorDash a while ago. Uh I've got, in case people just have flip phones the home phones, I've got an accessibility number for DoorDash that you can call at no charge, and they will actually take your order over the phone. Well, can you give it wow. out to us? Do you have it here? Can you give it out up here? Yeah, yeah it's one eight five five three zero zero eight nine eight five. That's 855-300-8985. Right. So you can actually call them and say... Yeah. In fact, I called them the uh, day before yesterday and talked to the lady, and she said, yes, I can definitely take your order over the phone. So let's repeat that number one more time, Jeff. Go ahead, Pierre. Repeat it one more time, buddy. 855 8985. So there's our tip of the day right there. That's right. And, with, and how did you find the number, Pierre? Uh, I'm on something called Fillmore, and a, a, a guy gave that number. It's a, it, it's a, a disability accessibility number is what it is. It's actually on their website, too. Right. Oh, so cool. the, the good part about that is for the folks... And I know some folks right now who would just love to order food and get get the, now, whether they're going to tell you everything that's in your area, I don't know, or how they would do that. When you called them, Pierre, how did you, did you know specifically where you wanted to order, or? Uh, I didn't try, I just... uh heard the number i wanted to make sure that it was real and it did work and uh the lady said yes i can take your order right now what do you want they also say on their website that you can call that number to report accessibility issues well well then we should all call and report it call that right but i just like it that that some people have the ability to call if you know they've got a flip phone or they've got whatever and they you know because they might enjoy a hamburger from five guys or burger five or maybe they want some chicken wings or some barbecued ribs or some shrimp or whatever the case may be you know they deserve that too and I guess they don't charge you extra for it. I don't know. I don't. No, there's no extra charge for it. I asked the lady. She said no. No extra charge. So, hey, that's a, a, 
a thing. You know, a lot of people have issues. Like uh, Jackie called me the other day. She couldn't find chicken livers on the uh, Cracker Barrel menu. And we saw it. So if you want some chicken livers, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, they're good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Pierre, you, you want some no, chicken livers, no, no. Pierre? I, I like chicken livers and I like chicken gizzards. I do too, Pierre. Well, that's because you guys are from the South, right? That's why. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Nice chicken livers, Jeff. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you like thank you. Would you but, like to have some, some uh, liver and onions over rice? That, that oh, good stuff. no, I'd like no, to have no, some liver no, and onions no. for sure. Let's put but, that on uh, Jeff's uh, but, then, but then again, I like pickled herring, and, and oh, I, don't know, oh, I don't know anyone no. that likes herring. Oh, oh, I love it. No, no, no. Give me some good cheese and Give me some good fried catfish. I wouldn't even give that to oh, Pierre's no. cat. I now, that would be good. I wouldn't give that to Pierre's cat. <laughs> no, I like anchovies, but I don't have too many takers with that either. Ooh, I like that no. too. Yeah, I like the pizza with, be- with with bacon, pepperoni, and anchovies on it, and that's no. a good pizza. They're so salty, though. I know, but they're good. <laughs> All right, thank you, Pierre. Um, uh, that's the tip of the day, buddy. <laughs> Gary, can you unmute yourself, please? We're on a we're on a roll today, yeah. guys. Well, yeah, we are. I, we are. I mean, we Jeff, I'm with you on those chicken livers, man. Those things gotta go. <laughs> they gotta no, go. Long they're good. And you can take the liver and uh, uh with you. I mean, in fact, <laughs> when I was at AEB, every now and then we would do the uh, evening person would run the PA system there to page people, and they some of us would give the menus for dinner, and I. Uh, they had liver and onions that day that I had to work the reception desk there, and I mentioned that they had liver and onions. And if you wanted some good food, go to I mentioned a couple of places that were near there, and I they took umbrage to that and uh, got a little lecture from one of the powers that be back in those days. So, uh, yeah, talking about NPR, I remember the first uh, years with uh, Mike Waters and Susan Stamberg and all that. Cokie Roberts was there, and uh, you know it was just great. And uh, yesterday that we were listening, and they ran a report from Susan Stamberg, and she was interviewing somebody in Montana, and I heard a long distance phone line, and I thought. Yeah. How many years has it been since I heard that long distance carrier sound? You know, so. Hey, I hope they put. I hope they uh, broadcast reports and shows that were done by a guy that I knew, because I used to hang out at WBAI when when he worked there occasionally. His name was Neil Conan, who you probably oh yeah heard I know of. who he is yeah sure and uh, he was great. Um, he he was very. It was a very good announcer. He was a reporter, and he I think he hosted the uh, morning edition on the weekends or something like that, or one of the shows. I forgot what he did, but you're did right, Gary. Did he do Science Friday? Was that his show? I thought that was Ira Flato, but it oh, that was no, that's Ira Flato. Yeah, yeah, that was Ira Flato. I was thinking he did something, some public affairs show back yeah, in the day. Did. I mean, it was that talk show that was on at. 
two in the afternoon Eastern time, and I can't think what it was called. And I don't remember it either, Tim. But I, I know which one you're talking about. But I yeah, remember. I've heard it. I know. And, that, uh, talk. It's not talking the nation. I don't think it's that. And, and, and the I other know. one that the other one that they may broadcast some some archival material from is Diane Rem. Rem is it Reem? Rem or Reem? Reem. She. She, Dream, yeah. The problem that she had in later life is that she developed a problem called dystonia, which made her voice very shaky. And but if you, if you heard early Diane Reem interviews, and I did, she interviewed Shirley Temple back in the eighties, and you would not know it was the same person. KUT uh, had a guy who used to do, oh, back in the uh, I guess seventies and eighties and up into the nineties, he did a. Broadway kind of show and some other uh, big bandy kind of standard shows and he had that issue with his voice later in, in his career there and uh, uh, Gary wasn't uh, was John Henry Falk was he from KUT he no he he was not oh no he was from the, Dallas wasn't he, he well he lived R. here <laughs> he, he was on WRR in the 70s for a while yeah uh, which uh, I owned it. Yeah, he was good. Um, uh, WRR was an interesting uh, talk station where they later joined NIS. Oh, so. a, you know, yeah. who used to work at WRR very briefly was a guy named Jim Lowe from WNEW in New York. He spent time in Dallas working at WRR back yeah. in the late 60s or some point. Scary, was a stay, guy. Un- stay unmuted because I want to get Joe Sorensen in because I, I figured once we brought up NPR, yeah, he would want to talk. So. One quick thing about R.R. did have a guy there named Jim Lowe who was not the one from New York, and he, he wanted to make it clear that he wasn't the Green Door Jim Lowe, and he said he knew him, and he, he just said, I'm not him. You know, and he did it. He did that song. It wasn't me. And, you know, so he, he always tried to make that clear that he was not that Jim Lowe from WNEW. Ah, very good. Joe, can you unmute yourself, please? There you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, Neil Conan was Talk of the Nation. Now, the interesting thing, the very first host of Talk of the Nation, John Hockenberry, who's also a a person with with disabilities. But Science Friday with Ira Flato is still going on. And they did a uh, recording of, of Ira Flato with... Susan Stamberg back in, in 1979, we, we, we could actually hear the younger Ira Flato. And that was so funny because what they, what they were doing, they were, it was, uh, they were actually tasting something. Lifesavers that actually would light oh, up. Oh, yeah, I heard Yeah, and, and how crunchy they were. And, so, and, and they were having fun with the fact that it was so noisy. <laughs> I was like, I could tell that they were really having fun with it. (laughs) You know, guys, let me ask you this question. If I turn on NPR today, what what is different about NPR today? I think of maybe news and classical music. But is it? Go ahead. Sorry, Bill. Uh, What they were, what they're doing, a lot of it is news, but they also do lighthearted stuff too. Um, like, for instance, on Morning Edition, sometimes they have little fun, uh, funny stories that are like maybe a minute long. And and I say, you know, maybe a minute. And then 
but they've also they yeah they do the hard news but they also do light-hearted stuff like um with new music that's coming out or stuff like that you know and then the difference basic is is short features short features bang 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 yeah which is something you wouldn't and i think that's probably one of the reasons why in a lot of markets it's number one and number two different affiliates now the program where they do longer interviews is called fresh air and which is great because you want to actually launch out but the the editors even when all things considered start started they had longer longer features now now the editors will not allow long features well one of the things you find joe when you is that the people's attention span is is, is much yeah, different than it used to be much less that's true so, so what about well, that uh, with that show wait no we got wait wait don't tell me now that is a, a news question <laughs> okay oh, sorry no, that's right. pretty good. What about this? Now they used to do a thing on Sundays on all things uh, on on Morning Edition. I don't think they do it anymore. And I used to like it. There was a guy named William Sh- Will Short, and yeah, he the puzzle. He, that's the puzzle. Go. He's on every day, every Sunday at. Uh, let's well, see, it would be. And several years ago, I remember there was one one day when they used to have somebody that actually uh, read a book, and they would read so much of the book each day at a certain time. Yeah, and they used to do radio plays. Ours, uh, our, in the NPR station here in the mid-60s, used to run a book every day. And they, I don't know when they quit doing that, because by the time I actually lived here, uh, they were not doing that. But uh, and I, even when I got them on TROP, various places I lived, I... I never, I don't know. I think they quit doing that in the seventies. But no, well, there was a guy doing that up until maybe ten, five, ten years ago, and he, and he passed away. And it was on NPR stations as well. I, I, and I think he came out of Tennessee, but I don't remember. But I, I do remember that that was a, that was available. So they would read a book. And WNYC was a was in New York City was a public broadcasting station. But long before they were a public station, when they were classical on the FM, they had a thing called spoken words every night at eleven o'clock at night. And they they read they'd have a, you know there's a record company called Cabin Records. It's a label. Have you ever heard of it, Joe? They oh yeah, yes I have. Oh yeah, Cabin sure Re- and they would have plays that were recorded on record. Like for example, they would play uh, the the Arthur Miller play, A Death of a Salesman, or A View from the Bridge. Oh, that or, was cool. Yeah. And they would and they would do stuff like that. And they would they they had re- they had a Langston Hughes as a poet, and they'd had oh. a recording of his poetry, and they would play that. So. Their radio at that time was quite creative, and if you know where to look, you can still find some creativity. Oh yeah, definitely. They still they still believe in in creativity, even though shorter stuff. And it's the the difference, Bill, is years ago it it was that it was educational radio, and they would have sent tapes different stations throughout throughout the system. And this was before satellite. And so, and and the different stations would actually read, spend a half hour continuing to to read a book. Now, the interesting thing, WPR in Wisconsin, the Ideas Network, they are still doing chapter a day every day, and yep. that that actually surprises me. Bill, did you want to say something and elaborate on that? Oh, that- I would, well. The- might not want me to but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say the national lampoon did short 
did plays too on the, oh, yes, on the radio. <laughs> what was your yeah. favorite play? I know what your favorite play was. Catch it or keep it. Keep yeah. it. Yeah. No. I, I, I like their version of Death of a Salesman. <laughs> Well, do they carry local news on NPR? Say, like, for example, all right, I'm here in Naples. Can I turn on the affiliate and maybe get a little local news on? Yeah, you, would in, you would on Morning Edition and, and all yeah, things considered. Our, new, our NPR affiliate here has won some Peabody Awards and stuff for local things they've done. So, yeah. yeah they uh, the market, right? I mean, you know, we, we have, like, K- KUNM, we, we have... That's a good station, KUNM. I like that. Director, e- e- each one of those local affiliates now has his or her own news director, and and they do allow... That's one thing I'd like when I, when I listen to all things considered from different stations, whatever it's Boston, Philadelphia, whatever, there is their own local news right, right in there. They actually program it that way. And you get actualities in the whole the whole bit. Well, it's been a while, but in the past, I had on my iPhone an NPR app, and you could go to the different stations and hear their local news or some of the local yeah. programs at each yeah. station. By the way, Tim, before yeah. we, I didn't, I didn't want to leave National Lampoon because I, I don't know if you have this, but what maybe you can play the one by Gilda Radner. It says, "I'm a, I'm a." I'm a woman, I'm a human, I'm a sister. Do you have that particular recording? Wow. Yeah. I believe I do. I think I do. Yeah. I want to hear deteriorate. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, but I, I I don't think anyone on the legend would be offended by that. Do you think you might be able to play that, Tim? I will look for it. I'm pretty sure I have it. I didn't um, even know we had people that liked NPR. Um <laughs> I was going to ask you, how are, how are our listeners doing, Bill? Uh, let me see. Have we dropped off yet? Let's see. Actually, actually, the listeners have went up since we've we've talked about NPR and the being able to order by phone over DoorDash now. That one floored you know me. That, oh, sorry, Bill. You know why that is? Because... In, uh, in two, two, if you notice on the the, uh, form, the call letter change or whatever, or the the uh, when you look to the Jeff News, that then we got one station that's number two, there's one station that's number one. Why NPR is starting to take over now? <laughs> well, there, there is a lot of um, of NPR and. Because if you think about it, and I've never been a big NPR listener, though I might start, um, is that the signals on the stations are fairly good. They usually don't have the weak stations where a lot of FM now is translators or friends stations and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but they so, also have all their stuff online, pretty much. Yeah, okay. they they've. They stream and they do podcasts too. There's no no question or doubt about it. And I think you've been proven over time, Mike, when you said podcasts in some form are going to be our next level of. It, it seems like NPR News is a little less one-sided. It seems like they usually try to present both sides of an issue and give you a more in-depth look at it, or at least it used to. Well, 
I think that if you're a Republican, you'd find that the Republicans say that that's not true. But I, I kind of agree with you. But <laughs> but anyone will tell you that that that. And, remember when the when, under the Trump administration, he wanted to defund the public corporation for public broadcasting, and he wanted to defund national public radio. Do you remember? If you might remember that guy. So the, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he did. And I was going to say, you know, who I really miss on NPR was on Morning Edition. Uh, Bob Edwards. He's oh yeah! Didn't he? Uh, do, do you Does anybody do a deal know? With, Hold on. Uh, he used to do a sports deal with Red Barber. Yes, that was, was so good. And yeah, and, and they wrote a, and they wrote and they and he wrote a book about it. Go, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Does anybody know? Speaking of funding, whatever happened with the funding for Voice of America? Um, it it did get funded. I don't know what the funding level is, but it is still quite healthy and quite strong, uh, Chris. <clears throat> Our Voice of America. I understand they're still running Radio Marti. Uh, it is It is there, and as a matter of fact, there's also TV Marti as well. You know, I, I don't think we've ever done an NPR station. Have we, Jeff? Uh, I think we may yeah, have. You did. Uh, you did one in, I think, North Carolina someplace, and Ash. Was it we did an oldie station, or? I remember once. That was a public radio uh, station, but... I think it was a... I can't remember now what... It was a few years ago. Huh. Well, we've only done 581 of them, yeah, so... Yeah, I guess sometimes you forget how many you've done, but we and, and what's in all of them. Julie, can you unmute, unmute yourself, please, and then we'll get to Bill again. Go ahead, Julie McCullough, please unmute yourself. Yes, um, my roommate and I had started becoming big uh, public radio fans when we moved down here to Topeka, and we decided we could not afford the cable that was available to us, and so we didn't have TV for about five for about five years, and so we started listening to it, and we liked it so well we decided to uh, to become members of it. And uh, I, I, I don't listen to it quite so much anymore. But also, one of the is it ACB convention is going to have Peter Segel from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me as the banquet speaker. Yes, that is correct, and that should be very interesting. That should be. I'm very. very I was just thrilled. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that 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 is good, and uh, the one knock that I might have heard about NPR is. The constant, it seemed like every time you turn it on, there's some kind of drive. I know they've got to be funded, but there's always, uh, you know, pledging and. Well, they and, do two a year. Yes. Quarterly. How do they do two a year, I think? They yeah. do two a year. Yeah. Well, it seems like I own pretty much a whole week, right? Of just. Yeah, you know. yeah, it is. It's, it's a week or so. <laughs> and when they do it, and they the, do it all in the spring. And they just finished the spring one not too long ago. Billion and the, the PBS. The PBS TV stations, they always pull out their best shows during the fundraising thing, and they interrupt it and tell you all the time, you can watch other shows like this, and they have all their pledges. And Yeah. Yeah, that's where I learned that, at least this was back in the 70s, where it, the cost of a 50-kilowatt FM, it cost $1,200 a month for the electricity. Wow. That's expensive. That's, that's, that's what we pay in the 80s as well. Now. By the way, if, uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I'd like to find out. I haven't been able to find any on YouTube, but they used to have a show on uh, public television 
Maybe and maybe it was a National Educational Association or National Education Television back then. It was called the Great American Dream Machine. So if anybody remembers that, uh, I'm I trying do. to find you do. Did, yeah. you, did you like that show, Tim? Yeah, I did. I did too. Now let me ask because sometimes you'll at the end of the show they'll say this is APR. That's American Public Radio. That that's the, that's part of that whole thing with American Public Media. That's an offshoot of NPR, and like like for example, the Classical Twenty Four that comes out of Tim's neck of the woods in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, so that's a twenty four hour classical service that that that's on public public radio stations. But it's that's not NPR. That's uh, that's part of American Public Media, or they or they just change it to Classical. I've got the name, of they change it to. But yeah, that's I on either and. They used to be really affiliated, strongly affiliated with Minnesota Public Radio, but now they aren't so much. I'm not sure what where it stands exactly. So uh, it's pretty interesting. Bill, can you un- unmute yourself out there in the wilds of uh, public radio in Chicago, home of WBEZ? Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, yeah. We used to listen. To, I used to listen to WBEZ when I was at work all the time. I got a question to ask you. You guys are talking about people that used to be on NPR. For some reason. I remember listening to, to BEZ back in the 80s, because FM is the only thing we get where I worked. Uh, was Rush Limbaugh on there to begin with? No. Oh, okay, I was thinking no, he was. No, okay. Not that I know of. I was, I was swearing, I swear he was on there before that, before he went really national on the big network. Maybe they did a segment on him or something, but I don't no, I don't think yeah, he did a regular I, I, show on public radio because uh, uh, he had, he had been just, by in the '80s. Bill, he had been syndicated by the ABC or at the time ABC Radio at, at that point, and that became Premier Radio. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't maybe it was somebody who was similar. To, just I never there was a guy on there. I forget who it was. Now we used to listen to him, and uh, he was sort of like a Rush Limbaugh type when he was on there. And I forgot who the guy's name was. In the late it, '60s, they had Nightbeat. Oh, I remember that show. Um, it was called it was called uh, Nightbeat. It was hosted by Dell Shields from WLIB yeah. FM in New yep. York, yep. and yep. it was on a whole bunch of stations, the commercial and non-commercial stations. That was a really good show, Tim. Yeah, Minnesota um, Public yeah. Radio, or well, they weren't called that back then, but they carried it. And they, they yeah, took. Of they had a guy. I remember one of the guests was a guy named William Letterer, who wrote a book about about uh, as a, as a doctor in Vietnam, and they interviewed him. That, that, now I'm, not, I'm I can't tell you all the guests they had, but it was a. They talked a lot about racial harmony. Do you remember what they would do? And they'd have black and white people coming together on that show. Tim, do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have commercials on public radio? Do they have what? They, do they have commercials? Do they run spots? Well, they're called well, underwriting announcements. They're not really right. commercials, this per but se. Pretty much commercials, though, right? Essentially, right. yes. Essentially, they just can't say. There's a few specific rules I could send it to you because I had this with one of my clients. There are certain things they can't say. They can't say like "come and buy" or whatever. But they pretty much do the same thing because they give them the website and phone numbers. And but you know, if you sell barbecue, you could say something. You know, well, uh, if I said if I was if I was Mike's Barbecue, I could say uh, all things considered is underwritten by Mike's Barbecue, where they sell best the best barbecue meat. Call them at five one eight four three four two one two. Whatever it is, I, you I know, don't I just, think they could say best, but. Yeah, they've got. It's, it's pretty much an ad. There's just a few little. I have to send it to you, Bill, because this this came up because I was helping a client to do underwriting, and we were talking about what we couldn't do. Yeah. You know, but. And a lot of times you'll see it. They'll say 
The following is brought to you by a grant from the some, from the John B. MacArthur Foundation or whatever like that, too. They, they do that kind of thing, too. And they can make more money than commercial radio because, you know, it's 501c3. They don't have to pay taxes on that. And some of those are pretty hefty. I know the Better Business Bureau, when I worked there, they were looking at running some ads on there. And it was a few thousand dollars. I mean, like 50000 to run for a week or something. So it wasn't cheap. They were definitely bringing in the cash flow. Yeah, and so that that's good though. But you know, the, I just wondered how they did that underwriting grants, and you know, we'll it send you some. We can record yeah. some of those for you. Yeah, they're yeah. Under the pandemic, though, I could tell you that the NPR radio stations have suffered because they they've they have lost some funding and and so forth. And that there was a big article. I didn't put it in the radio news this week, but I'll talk about it on Thursday because we need a lot. We always need things to talk about. But WNYC in New York City, which is a big, big public radio station, they do a lot of production for other stations. They laid off about 14 people in the news department because they're they're in the red budget wise. So a lot of and a lot of public radios are suffering from that problem as well. Good. You know, it, it's it's a good topic and it's good radio and we just never know where we're going to go here on the coffee club and what you know direction we're actually going to go from you know from i mean things just pop up i remember we introduced go-go grandparents on here or you know this doordash business or today we've learned a lot about you know, public radio and and things like that. Speaking of which, Gary, I want to listen to Sean's, what do you call it, the horn in uh, Austin. How do I listen to that station? Or what is it, 104.9 The Horn? Or do you yeah, know? 104.9 The Horn.com, I think, is their site. But I know they're on some of the aggregators. So, uh, right. Uh, on that. So I should be able to tell Your Lady Arch A. Bible there, Radio Locator, or, or Radio Lady A or uh, Google? N- yeah, uh, Lady A. I'm sure Lady A would have it. Uh, probably 1049 The Horn. Maybe? Yeah, 1049 The Horn is who they are. So. Yeah. And what's the format of that radio station? They're all they're, uh, sports talk. So, oh, okay. Now, are they... An independent sports talk, or do they have ESPN? They have uh, they have a lot of local people during the day, and I think at night they've got uh, whatever that one from Houston is, whatever that service is. Oh, Lord. Switch it to Fleet Sports, I think it's called. Oh. Insomnia Sports Network, I think it's called. Uh, no, I don't know what it's called. It's, used to it's, be it's been Yahoo. It's been Vegas. It's been whatever. One on one. It's been a whoever buys the naming rights, um, you know, gets that and can do that. So, but I wondered how to do that. And really into a week with this new speaker, it's been real. It's been a real valuable little, you know, addition. So I can listen to those. NPR stations on it. So, well, we've got a little one of our. I got it. You got it. Got them under wraps, so that that can happen. But 
Chris, one other thing before we start phasing into the cooking thing. Uh, I have found some real uses for this Amazon oven slash microwave slash air fryer. I didn't know I could, you know, say Lady A um, air fry at 390 degrees because I think that's I'm not sure what temperature you're supposed to air fry at and say for the minutes or whatever the case may be. I didn't realize I could do that with that oven or bake at a certain temperature and time. And You usually air fry default is 390, but depending, uh, in the June, for example, I air fry at 425. Yeah. And I probably would probably would, would do that again if, if you know I'd probably do that again to adjust that but even Jenny's been impressed with that um, you like that one Jenny I do I like I like the uh, Amazon oven we don't use that oven above the range I don't know it's just Especially since we got rid of the, since we took out the other microwave out of our devices, it's easy to just tell her to, to microwave or whatever. And boy, it just, just really works. I still want to investigate the barcode feature. I don't understand how that would work. I, I We might do that at some point. There's um, a button on the oven that... You're supposed to be able to hit, and evidently it's supposed to things that are supported in its database or something. It's supposed to be able to scan the barcode of the item and know how to cook it. Yeah, maybe you put the item, the box in the oven with the barcode facing uh, facing downward, and and if, if I don't know because I don't have one, they push the button, and if it can read the barcode and if it's in the database. It'll set the oven to properly cook the product you want to do. Right, but wouldn't you have to then take the product out to take the stuff out of the box, or? Oh yeah, but I I don't know. I, I have to. Well, yeah, you'd have to take the stuff. You'd have to take the stuff out of the box and tell it to start or hit the start button after you put it back in, probably. Right, because unless the barcode is not going to be on the on the inside packaging. It's going to be on the outside packaging. Unless right, it's so got a camera on the outside of the oven where it finds it, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think. I'm pretty sure you're right. You put the actual items to cook inside, and then somewhere on the outside, you, you hold that box a certain way, and it scans the barcode. Now, there, the that makes sense, Michael. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. Um, I heard someone talking about that. But, yeah, I'd be curious to see how many supported in that database. You kind of sold me on it, Bill. I have the cheap $59 one, and I've right. been thinking about it. No, it's it's okay. Even my Even my... Econo fifty nine dollar one. There's so many voice commands that she has. Right, for it. the Econo. The, it was oh, yeah. fine. The fifty nine dollar one is fine, except uh, well, they didn't have they didn't have this one out right. when I bought this. And there's so many shortcuts for this one that we haven't even tapped into. Like you can tell her there's so many presets, and you can tell her um, cook French fries, and she might say. Well, how how much, can, how many or how much? Right, you can do you weights. Tell her you one can half do, cup and like and she'll automatically do it. It's not something I do a lot, but like mine, you can say I like, cook 
so many hot dogs, and it'll add like 30 seconds for each hot dog. So or if you want to bake a potato, it says, how many potatoes do you want to bake? Um, you can also, it has a probe with it, so I presume you could put that probe in the meat and say, cook the meat to 165. So mm-hmm. yeah, that would really be good for cooking a whole chicken because I think that would be it. You know, and that way, that kind of leads into this next topic a little bit. And Chris and Dave and I have been working on this one. They got the Traeger grill. James helped me get the the Pit Boss one, but we're really struggling with the Pit Boss app, where their app seems to be a little more accessible and we're really struggling with ex- uh, we're, we're really struggling with accessibility on the app on the pit bus not that it doesn't cook so well but it has some of those aha moments or steel breakers when you actually can't set the actual temperature of the grill without some sighted assistance and that that could be a problem so this goes to show when when you're looking at something you might make very well sure that and i don't even know how how you would know unless you read or checked with other blind users or also, you get a good, clear indication, maybe if that app has a Lady A or Google skill, that's usually a good indication. I know some of the problems with those, Bill, have to do with Bluetooth and getting too far away from it. Uh, but then also, right, if, if the units, you know, shut down and there's issues with the thermal regulation of the temperature... Or the yeah. auger gets stuck, right? You get pellets stuck in there or something. Well, that's not so much the problem. It's just the, you can't set it, Mike. You can't swipe down and say, I want it. But it seems to remember where it was because I looked last night uh, just in the app just to do it. And it was like set at like 425. No, it, it remembers, but that's but suppose something happens then you've got to go find somebody and that's really not an acceptable but you do have the, the probe the other right? thing because is you don't always want probe to probe doesn't work either mike you right and the probe mike doesn't work because you really can't set the probe so is it that you and your trigger is different than bill and, and um, chris and dave he, he doesn't have a trigger Oh, he has the pit boss. We got That's a right. pit boss because the price was right. But what I'm what I'm trying to say in a nice way, the price being right and what you get for accessibility are sometimes two different things. So, but I'm going to ask Chris and Dave because it seemed like when I was reading about these that you can buy separate probes that are more accessible. You can, but it does not solve your setting the grill temperature. That is that is true. 
Yeah, well, anyway, the, the, the probe is set by the app. So, you know, as long as you have a probe that matches your grill, you know, then when you set it with the, with the app, you know, and in, in our case, you know, it works really well. But, yeah, you can buy separate thermometers that set with an app, uh, like um, the iGrill. But here again, that doesn't solve your grill set problem. Yeah, and that's that's. No, your, but you'd know if your meat was cooked to the temperature that you wanted it to be. Yeah, I've just read that people have had greater success, like on their iPhone, being inside and knowing what's going on because they work at a greater distance. Or sometimes the ones included have a very short Bluetooth range. Well, um, our Traeger does really well. It it does. It's a Wi-Fi, so it has. It's a Wi-Fi. Range. It's true Wi-Fi. It's it's not the Bluetooth. So it's kind of like the June a little bit and the fact that you don't have to be, (coughs) I could be in Albany, New York and control Chris and Dave's um, Traeger. But because this is a combination Bluetooth and um, Wi-Fi, you're you're only going to get as far as your well you you couldn't Bill, i think your mic fell down it did you're off mic there yeah oh yeah you 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 could change the temperature maybe but you how about now okay sorry well you couldn't turn it on but but you can't turn this one on with the app either uh, you wouldn't want to. I mean, that would be a... Yeah. Well, that's right. You that's imagine certain people issue. you know... Uh, yeah. 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 But you can the June. You can the June, but... Because yeah, but I, it's really Wi-Fi. It doesn't have anything to do with your Bluetooth. Right. Uh, but June, you What's def- a shame? Because it's a nice grill, and maybe if we could figure out somebody that we could talk to there, maybe they would be able to address the issues. It would be nice if we could, you know, if we could log into his grill, to your grill, and then see it. Because, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes two or well, three Well, there's just no combo boxes or anything to change. There's no edit. There's no picker field. And it's just the same on Android as it is the iPhone. Though. Yeah. was Android. Yeah. Android may show you a few more issues. You know what I mean? It may show you a few more things, but it works just as bad, too. I can say that the Trigger app wasn't great at all. and it, it, it We could do it, but it was hit or miss, and sometimes I would just get... I wouldn't want to fool with it, and I would just call Ira and get them to help me set the grill on the grill itself, but... It took us a year to get it working right. Dealing. Yeah, and another thing with iPhone, since they did that now with the, those descriptions where it describes the pictures and stuff, you have to, a lot of apps you have to try it both ways because it sometimes having those pictures described really impairs the way an app performs. I'm not saying that's going to solve it for you here, but I'm seeing a number of apps that you have to. So you want to add that to your rotor where you can turn that on and off because it really changes the way a lot of apps work or don't work. Yeah, that, that that's a good idea. idea. 
Yeah, that's a good idea to to do that. But you really have to work hard with the developers, and maybe they will or won't. I read something somewhere, and I've, I can't confirm it yet, but it may be that it's not designed, the app is not designed to change the actual temperature on the app. Now, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't well, think it that, is. Well, do you think so, the majority of the people are going to use, are going to go out to their grill and do it, and they might look at the app to see how things are progressing if they're in the house? But does, that's something Pit Boss could tell you if you called. Right. Yeah, I mean, is it a touch screen, or do you actually have buttons that you can move in 25 or 10 degree increments or something where... But the Wi-Fi ones are touchscreen. The non-Wi-Fi have the buttons you can turn in increments. Well, with our with our grill, you can actually use the uh, the the knob on the grill to set the to set the temperature. But but it's it's really tricky to do it because it's got clicks, Mike. But it but they're real close together. And it doesn't always move either. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is it's one of those infinity knobs, which I hate. I think they should ban them. Oh, just throw, you turn it around and around and around, and yep. you never know where you were. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like the endless dial. Yeah. <laughs> So, but other than that, once we have it set, it's a very good way of cooking. And that meat tastes wonderful. It's safe. You know, it's not a real problem, but that can be a real, 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 real problem. Well, I, I would, if you've already spent the money, it doesn't hurt to reach out to the developers. Maybe don't listen, but go look at. You know, some YouTube videos. Sometimes you get ideas from people, different things they've done. Or and what they do is, I've got a couple of those, and they just, you know, they don't demonstrate the app. They just say, "Oh, I turned on the grill and I said it this way, and the neighbor did it." I asked him how he did it, and he said, "I don't know." And so, <laughs> how he did it probably was push the button in let it go, made sure the grill was awake, turned it to the right temperature, and pushed it in again. Yeah, because on, on your grill, you actually have to push that knob twice. The first time you press it, wakes the grill up. And the second time you press it, then you can turn it. Yeah. And when I did it with Ira, they said it was just going between Celsius and Fahrenheit. Well, that's because you needed to push it. You needed to get on Fahrenheit and push it one more time. Yeah. You were in a menu, so, you know. Yeah. You needed to be in the temperature menu. Yeah, there we go. All right, Chris, do you have any... We're hungry, Chris. We're hungry. Do we have a number where people can call you and they can... And you'll ship them some of this recipe you're getting ready to talk about. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if it was that easy? Yeah. This We had a request for some dump cakes, and we're going to be doing dump cakes for, well, maybe the next couple of weeks. This particular dump cake, and I'm going to do some fruit ones too, but this is... I'm kind of going to focus at first on some unusual ones. Primarily, dump cakes do involve fruit. That's in among the definition of a dump cake. But there are some out there 
that have come along without fruit. And I know people think of pumpkin as a fruit, but it's actually a vegetable. So this is called pumpkin dump cake. Three eggs, one 15-ounce can of pumpkin, one 12-ounce can of evaporated milk, one teaspoon ground nutmeg, one half teaspoon ground ginger, one half teaspoon ground cloves, one half teaspoon salt, three-fourths cup of regular granulated sugar, one box of yellow cake mix, one cup of walnuts or pecans lightly toasted, and you can chop them or not, three-fourths cup of butter melted, that's a stick and a half, you preheat your oven to 350 and grease a 9 by 13 pan. In a large bowl, mix eggs, pumpkin, evaporated milk, spices, salt, and sugar. And whisk all that together to combine it. Pour the filling into the pan and sprinkle it with cake mix and try to get it as even as you can. Um, then you're going to pat down the cake with a the back of a spoon, but not so hard that you push the filling up through the cake mix, just hard enough so that it doesn't fly around. Then sprinkle with your nuts and completely drizzle the top with the butter and bake for 50 minutes. Cool and cut into squares for serving. Now, if you want to use pumpkin pie spice or apple pie spice instead of all those spices, not including the salt, you can use four teaspoons of apple pie, pie, apple pie spice or pumpkin pie spice if you don't want to buy all those spices. I happen to have them on hand, but a lot of people probably wouldn't. That sounds that delicious. Would be good. I think we should call it dumpkin cake. Dumpkin hey, can I, can I, when I, a dumpkin cake, yeah, there you go. When I serve that stuff, can I put whipped cream on the top of that as well? You can Chris? put whipped cream, you can put ice cream, you can put vanilla, pumpkin, any kind of ice cream you think goes with it. What about corn? No, you couldn't put Ew, corn. No, that. you can't put corn on you the cake. I'd love to have no, corn on the cake. We wouldn't, maybe we can find a corn dump oh. cake. Corn? Yeah. Corn. Where, did they, where did they get this from? Who are you married to, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> now, He's really got a, if I anybody that listens to the Mix It Up Monday show on a regular basis knows about his corn thing. Well, I'm really upset because the price of corn is going up. It's it's definitely going. Wait till you see what happens within the end of the summer, Dave. Well, that's, you might have to grow your own corn, Dave. Yeah, that's it. Get you a little garden, make you a little garden, and grow your own corn. Oh heck, we can't grow anything here except weeds. Yeah. Hey, Chris, do you, now can you make do you, do you like corn? Fr- I love corn fritters. I, I you know. Yeah, I we like we both like corn fritters. Maybe you can do a recipe for those sometime. Sometime, yeah, I will. Um, in case anybody wants to know, um, oh, the name escapes me. Um, the place in Monroeville, Dave. Oh, Golden. Golden Corral, yeah. They have wonderful corn fritters. 
I'll have to try that one. I used to go to the Golden Corral and they had they had uh, a whole thing of jelly beans. And I used to go make this when we did the dessert thing, and I would take plates full of jelly beans and eat those as well. But oh, they, I, I love the Golden Corral. The, 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 the dessert thing I think of eating a Golden Corral, but okay. No, no, they have they, they have a whole Sunday bar, and part of the toppings right. for your for your ice cream is is the jelly beans. But I I love their rolls. You know the the buttered rolls that that they heat up and they you get, you get the rolls, Chris, and the they steak. have really good fish. They have really good chicken liver. They have good lots of things. And the salad bar isn't too bad. I no, I don't. Julie, can you unmute yourself? Yes. The last time I was at Golden Crowd, they had this wonderful fudge. Do they still have that? Have what? What is a wonderful fudge? I don't know. I never saw fudge there, but then there's a lot of different Golden Corrals. Yeah. Oh, we they don't ha- do have good fudge. It seems like the one we went to had fudge. We don't yeah. have one in Albany anymore. That that when, when the pandemic hit, they closed down because you couldn't do buffet places. So that, it's gone. That's part of the problem when you go with somebody because they don't always tell you everything they have. Yeah. I used to like to go with my mom because she would name everything down to the ice water pitcher. What a gem, Chris. What a gem she must yeah. have been. But a lot of people are like, well, what are you in the mood for? Well, I don't know. Yeah. You know, they used to have a thing called bourbon chicken on their menu, too, Chris, which I really liked. Oh, was that oh cool? have you ever tried Applebee's bourbon street steak? I have. It's not bad. Not bad at all. So We're going to do this next week. This kind of leads into what we're doing next week. And I want you guys to think about it. We're going to talk about top organizations in your area that specifically help visually impaired people. I know Chris and Dave can think of a couple and a couple people I've talked to have talked about volunteer organizations. Maybe one person is assigned to you or you have a person who will maybe help take you to a um, what's wrong? Call it um, uh, whatever and anyway that will help you do that and um, so it sounds like a you know a good thing and so we're going to see if we can find some organizations maybe to help people next week some organizations maybe Albany has some so we'll be talking a little bit about that next week Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, well, hey, Jeff, you're always talking about Peloton. I just saw where they just recalled their treadmills. Yeah, I saw that too, Chris. I, I, but they're expensive. But you know, I, I know there are people who are blind that use them because they use the Android operating system, and the and the bikes have uh, have talkback on them. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect, but uh, I don't have a Peloton, but I know uh, two people who do have them, and they love them. So Bill has his hand raised. Go ahead, Bill. There we are. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have the uh, Fire TV, and I use it. It talks back to me. I like it, too. It does everything. Uh, I was going to say, Bill, I tried on my Google Dot 104 horn. It came in. Oh, okay. To tune in. I did on my Google Dot while you were we talking. At least I guess that's the station. They, they were talking about something about music, then it wasn't sports. But anyway, I just said... Uh, told it to play 104 the horn and it come back and said here's the 104 the horn on tune in so 
Well, we'll give it a try here in just a yeah, that, little that bit. Was on, that was on the Google. I didn't try the ADA. It wasn't in that room. I'm in the room where I got my Google Doc. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Ready. Thank you. We're just about ready to wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for all the great conversation, all the great ideas, and, you know, what's going on. And um, let's see what time it is here. It is 10.59. Um, by the time we... And we'll be back tomorrow night. Jeff and I will... will and Gary will... Same cast. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night. Tim will be up next. And we'll see how late we can make Tim tomorrow night. Pretty soon it'll be the, the fastest hour in radio for Tim. But no, we we hope to give him plenty of time. We did last week, Tim, a little more time anyway. So thank you, everyone. I'll hit a button here and say goodbye. <laughs>